the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. China may be on the verge of major changes, and very soon, author and China expert Gordon Chang believes we are seeing the first stages of the collapse of communist China. And the reason is there was a fire in Urumqi in northwestern China on Thursday. And then immediately across the country, you saw these large protests. They weren't organized. They were not coordinated. There were no leaders. People just went onto the streets. And when they were on the streets, they not only were complaining about COVID lockdowns, they were complaining about the Communist Party and Xi Jinping, specifically saying down with the Communist Party, down with Xi Jinping. Trial of 10 men accused of a suicide bombing in a Brussels airport starts this week. Survivors and relatives of the 32 people who were killed are hoping the trial will bring them some closure. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. In response to widespread protests in China, the Biden administration is tepid and sheepish in its response. Congressman Mike Gallagher. This White House sort of constantly fears offending China. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. More Narn Radio with Brad Carlson here on AM 1280, The Patriot. But right now, your weather forecast, low 23 with increasing clouds tonight. Monday, mostly cloudy with a high of 27. Escape Minnesota's winter chill. Kick back on the picturesque Sunshine Island. We're giving away a seven-day, six-night stay at the Crane Resort in Barbados. Register once each day between now and January 31st for your chance to win this sunny vacation. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. am1280thepatriot.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow along on Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And, again, we do have the live stream up and running at our NARN Facebook page. So you can leave a comment or question there as well. And, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I'm going to uh, transition to some local Minnesota politics, excuse me, here in this second hour. Uh, I, I kind of I wrote about this on Friday at, at bradcarlson.org when I heard of a lawsuit being filed by former uh, Republican Party of Minnesota chair Jennifer Carnahan uh, against the party itself. Uh, I basically just said, uh, how are we supposed to miss her if she just won't go away? This is from uh, Brian Baxt at uh, uh, mprnews.org. Former Minnesota Republican Party Chair Jennifer Carnahan sued the state party in relation to her ouster, claiming that her ability to gain new jobs in politics was damaged by remarks made by past colleagues. Carnahan's lawsuit filed Thursday 
in Hennepin County District Court alleges she was improperly disparaged in violation of a separation agreement she signed in August 2021. Carnahan resigned amid allegations of hostile of a hostile work environment and other internal troubles. She was paid about $38,000 when she stepped down. The party immediately fired back with a countersuit that said Carnahan's actions damaged the party's reputation. The counteraction also criticized Carnahan's association with a major operative and donor who is facing a raft of federal charges. Carnahan declined comment when reached by phone, but her attorney, Matthew Schapp, said that the exit contract was breached. A number of people who were involved with the party and bound by the agreement were on social media and in the public essentially saying negative things and disparaging Miss Carnahan publicly, acting almost as if the contract didn't exist, Schapp said. Since she stepped down, several party officials openly questioned Carnahan's fiscal management, her leadership style, and her association with the GOP donor who faces federal sex trafficking charges. Does it make a difference if the disparaging remarks were true? I mean, if it's just one or a couple of disgruntled ex-employees, okay, you might be able to write that off. But when several people come out and say these things, and these are people, by the way, who uh, did not sign a non-disclosure agreement. Now, this was was one of the things that was revealed when, uh, in the aftermath of the summer of 2021, when uh, Anton Lazaro was busted, on allegations of sex, sex trafficking and how close how close proximity he had to the Republican Party of Minnesota. Some of these other things started to come out, like, well, when people were let go from the party, including a key party official, uh, Becky Allery, friend of the show, she was like, uh, I think, one of the chief communications director. I forget her exact title. But she was let go just prior to the 2020 election. This is a presidential election, and one of your party's chief communication officials is let go. And you didn't hear anything about it. And it was later ascertained, Now I don't know if this was the case in, in Becky's situation, but a lot of former employees signed non-disclosure agreements. Basically, were given ten grand to not say anything about their time at the party. And a lot of apologists for Jennifer Carnahan came out and said, well, you know, that's standard fare for for companies to do this. You know, they don't want any trade secrets to be revealed. So that was what that was all about. Well, in this instance, no. There were no trade secrets that they wanted kept as much as they didn't want people talking bad about Jennifer Carnahan because, gee, did she do some things that, probably could have been revealed that would have been not so flattering to her. And that and that definitely appeared to be the case. You know, and I, you know, again, I'm no legal beagle, but I have to believe that the threshold, the bar, should we say, is pretty high to prove that things employee ex-employees said, former colleagues said about you, prevented you from getting jobs in politics. I mean, what is she going to do? Is she going to bring in these potential political employers to testify, say, yeah, reason we didn't hire her is because, well, the things that these individuals said on this particular date. What I mean, would anybody be willing to do that? I suppose... There might be some people out there who wouldn't mind seeing the uh, party get more dirt kicked in its face. I, I remember in, in the summer of 2021, when Jennifer Carnahan resigned, they paid her to go away. And it's like, okay, this is rock bottom for this party. They can't go anywhere but up now. That's the good news. Well, I was wrong in that assessment, apparently. So, yeah, it's uh, just absolute insanity. Uh, I, But I have to think that Carnahan's reputation was most damaged through her own actions, specifically her close friendship with uh, GOP mega donor Anton Lazaro. Now, he's the aforementioned donor facing 
federal sex trafficking charges. And whether or not she knew of Lazaro's activities, and again, I will grant that she had no clue of any of that. Uh, That's irrelevant to the fact his close proximity to the MNGOP and their activities, that made her position as chair untenable. Because as soon as these allegations came forth, People immediately said, well, Jennifer Carnahan has to resign. And, again, a lot of her apologists come out and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out. She had no idea he was engaging in any of these activities. Doesn't matter. The fact that he was a close friend to her and her then-husband, Congressman Jim Hagedorn, of course, Congressman Hagedorn passed away earlier this year of cancer, but he was hanging out with him. On a social level. But her problem is that, you know, for the good of the party, she had to move on because someone like this was in close proximity and was a mega donor. And that's just, you know, politics is perception. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be held responsible that this person was in close proximity to all activities. So what does she do? And don't think she didn't know this. So what did she do? Wow. I'm just disgusted by this mega donor. I had no idea of his activities. Acting like that he was just some fly-by-night mega donor was very generous donor to the party. And then, of course, she further compounded it a few months uh, or early the following year, so earlier this year, when uh, she uh, filed to run in the Congressional District 1 special election. Of course, when her husband passed away in February, there had to be a special election to fill the remainder of his term. And she filed to run as a candidate to fill out the remainder of his term. And she was asked about, you know, the Anton Lazaro saga. She's like, well, why was I singled out? You know, you had all these Republican politicians and Republican political action committees and whomever else. They all accepted money from this person. You know, why Why am I the one being singled out? Oh, I don't know. Because uh, he was, there were pictures of him hanging out with you and your husband at a, at a Vikings game. Or there was a podcast that you and he did about the state of Republican politics and how he was a generous donor to all three of your campaigns for Republican Party chair. And, oh, yeah, he was a guest at your wedding. Okay, this wasn't exactly a thousand guests attending their wedding. It was a rather intimate affair from what I could tell. And Anton Lazaro was one of the guests there. So this isn't just some, you know, the way she refers to him, this person, as if he's just some uh, generous donor that she had never met before. I mean, I mean, so that I think that's what further compounded this. And so people are not dumb. They can they can see that she had a personal relationship with this person where he was friends with she and her husband and was, again, generous donor to all of her cam- to her ch- ca- uh, campaigns for Republican Party chair, and then to dismiss it as if he was just some donor, you know, that that's not going to fly. So any prospective political employers could see that and say, ah, I don't think that we should trust this person's judgment. She doesn't have the best judge of character. Now, it turns out he was filming uh, some... <clears throat> X-rated movies in his condo where he lived in, in, in Minneapolis. There's no way to know this, but there's a likelihood she may have known of that. Now, the sex trafficking, I will grant she didn't know about because that's just flat-out illegal. But if you're doing, if you're filming adult films with actual adults, eh, it's it's sleazy, it's disgusting, it's despicable, it's probably not something you want to be associated with. But as long as his checks were cashing, I guess that was okay. Again, I'm not alleging that Jennifer knew of that either. But I'm just saying how much incentive would she have had to look away had she known about that? About his not uh, about his legal but very sleazy activities. Because again, when Jennifer Carnahan was running for Minnesota State Senate back in 2016. That's how she first encountered Anton Lazaro. She was door knocking on his condominium complex. And, you know, obviously he was a Republican and uh, she probably knew she wasn't going to win. So then a few months down the line, she she's this unknown quantity running for Republican Party of Minnesota chair. And she ends up winning. 
And, you know, I, you know, Mitch mentioned it on his show yesterday, and I was kind of the same mindset. Well, someone with a non-political background, business background, okay, maybe this is what the party needs, kind of a different direction, kind of someone to go at it from a business mindset a little bit. And Yeah, that did. And maybe someone like that could function well as a party chair, but not this person. So, uh, again, I think there's plenty out there without what colleagues have said about her. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the uh, uh, the lawsuit that was brought against her by her late husband's family, her late husband's family lent them money so Jim could have, Jim Hagedorn could have uh, treatments, extra special treatments that cost a lot of money for his cancer, kind of last-ditch effort treatments. And the agreement was... If the treatments didn't work and sadly Jim would pass away, well, Jennifer would be the beneficiary of like $175,000 life insurance policy, and then he could reimburse Jim's family with those funds. And the family filed a lawsuit saying that Jennifer breached that agreement, hasn't done it. But meanwhile, you see all over her social media jet-setting across the globe to different luxur- on different luxurious vacations. Okay, kind of a bad look when you're being sued by your late husband's family for reneging on your agreement, but yet you're taking these jet-setting vacations. I mean, it's right out there on social media for all the world to see. So again, I think it's more her own actions bringing this on than anything else, and that is definitely what the uh, Republican Party of Minnesota uh, also hit back with in their uh, counterclaim. So we'll uh, delve a little bit more into that. And take your phone calls if you so desire, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget, we have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Check us out there as well. Brad Carlson, the Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. You see it all Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. It's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a memorable travel opportunity that will be the highlight of your year. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel October of 2023 with the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, as we visit key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you an unprecedented view of a region you've likely only heard about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and more. It's a trip of a lifetime, a real bucket list trip. We'll have special guides for our group, luxury accommodations. We'll broadcast our radio shows from Israel as well. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Come with us in 2023. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or just visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Join us. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. 
Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. AM 12 into the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in by Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Comments or questions. And don't forget, we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out there as well. Uh, continuing to talk about the uh, lawsuit filed by former Republican Party of Minnesota Chair Jennifer Carnahan against the party itself. Uh, this um, you could you could maybe suspect that this something like this ha- was in the works or the suit was filed. The way it was explained to me by someone who actually works in law is that you can actually serve a lawsuit against the party you're suing before it's officially filed. So from what I understand, this was served to the party back in September, October time frame. And then, of course, it was officially filed in, in uh, I believe, it was Hennepin County District Court. Hey, just in time for the new chair elections that were taking place yesterday, where uh, current chair David Han was reelected. He had an 11th hour uh, opponent. Initially, he was going to the weekend unopposed. And then I guess there were some rule changes on the floor. Uh, maybe Senator Dave Osmek, who chaired the convention, can uh, cue me in on this. He was texting me a little bit earlier, telling me that he was uh, chairing the convention yesterday. Uh, Philip Parrish, who has, uh, I think he may tried to be the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in 2014 and then the candidate for governor in 2018 and was an, ab- an abysmal failure, both instances. Uh, apparently, the rules were changed on the floor, allow a nomination from the floor, and Philip Parrish was nominated to oppose David Hahn. Uh, he ended up losing, so uh, David Han was reelected. But anyways, uh, some people maybe suspected that Jennifer Carnahan filed this to kind of muddy the waters of the uh, convention uh, yesterday or the meeting yesterday. I have no idea, but either way, the suit was filed. And uh, it had been rumored for a while now that with chair elections coming up, that Carnahan was looking to get her old job back as party chair, given the election was taking place. And there was rumors, you know, like, say, within the past few months that she was requesting lists of state central committee delegates. Obviously, they're the ones who vote for the party chair. And Michael Broadcorb, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum and former deputy chair of the party, He had a Twitter thread about two and a half weeks ago uh, talking about how the state executive committee was scheduled to vote on new rules for the upcoming party leadership elections. And that may have a practical effect of blocking former chair Jennifer Carnahan from seeking her old job. Uh, Broadcorp reported a few weeks ago that Carnahan requested the list of party activists to run for chair again at the state central committee meeting on December 3rd in St. Cloud, which, of course, was yesterday. And after her request, the state party prepared new rules that could impede Carnahan's run. Well, one of the rules was uh, step three in regards to sign and complete up-to-date list agreement. So to receive access to the state central committee delegate alternate list, candidates for party offices of chair deputy chair and secretary 
must have completed, signed, and returned an up-to-date list agreement on file with the MNGOP office. Here's the key excerpt. In addition, all candidates wishing to access the list must also not be actively suing the party and must be a registered Minnesota voter. There it is. So uh, people reading that probably glean is like, oh, okay. So uh, she's trying to run again and in the, in all, and also looking to sue the party. And, you know, had, had she been eligible to run and, you know, had they not Im- put this rule in place and had she been eligible to run, would she then drop the suit? Had she won election? I'm wondering about all that. Uh, but I, I, I remember specifically the uh, whole saga uh, back in uh, August of 2021 when uh, they were de- debate, you know, the executive committee could vote to have her removed as chair. And she was already starting to see the writing on the wall. It wasn't tenable for her to move forward as you know, party chair, given her connection to Lazaro. And many people, including our NARN colleague, Jack Tomzak, said, hey, word on the street is she's looking to to move on here, and she knows she's cooked. So as executive committee, you know, vote to oust her and send her packing. You know, don't give her any kind of severance. Well, as it turns out, she got about three months severance, which is $38,000. Now, that annual switch, you know, I think which would make her um, uh, annual salary about uh, like $150,000, I think, something along those lines. That does not include commission. This is one thing that I was thinking about recently. When she first took over as party chair, one of the things she had indicated was, look, here, here is what uh, I'm getting for compensation. And, oh, hey, by the way, above this generous compensation I'm getting to be party chair, uh, I kind of like a commission on some large donations. For example, if I bring in large donors and they donate a substantial amount of money, that will obviously help the party because Lord knows the Republican Party of Minnesota needs a huge infusion of cash. I'd like a commission on that. Well, enter Anton Lazaro. Seemed like whenever the party needed an influx of cash, he was the guy she went to. And she probably, she was already, I mean, he was already on her radar because she met him when she was running for Senate in 2016. And so when she uh, decided to run for chair, it's like, you know what? This guy's going to donate a lot of money to the party. Maybe I should get some sort of compensation package for bringing in large donations because people will be grateful for large donations, right? Why would they turn their back on that? So uh, I got to thinking about that. It's like, I, I bet you that was the motivation for that because she knew that basically those large donations were already in hand. I'll just read a couple of excerpts real quick of the uh, party's counterclaim. Uh, as chair of the Republican Party of Minnesota, Jennifer Carnahan was entrusted to steward one of Minnesota's two major political parties. Rather than seeking to carefully advance the interests of this vital institution, Carnahan recklessly pursued her own interests. Throughout her tenure as RPM chair, Carnahan mismanaged the party to advance her own personal, political, and financial interests, as well as the interests of her friends. When her close personal relationship with Tony Lazaro brought disrepute to the RPM following his arrest on federal charges related to sex trafficking of minors, numerous other concerns with her mismanagement of the party came to light, including her penchant for using party resources to purchase the silence of former party staffers through non-disclosure agreements. Even after it was clear she would be removed as RPM's chair, Carnahan continued to abuse her position of trust and responsibility for her own personal benefit. As her final act as RPM chair, Carnahan voted to directly advance her own personal interests, casting the deciding vote as a member of the executive committee to award herself a severance payment of $38,500. Carnahan then resigned her position as chair. You know, if some enterprising executive committee member wanted to bring this forth, a uh, friend of the show, Harry Niska, now uh, House Representative-elect Harry Niska, my House Representative up in uh, Ramsey, uh, he had indicated back then that anybody processing such payments should consult a lawyer about their fidu- uh, fiduciary duties because 
no way could an executive committee member vote on their own exit package. That just does not pass the smell test. Again, I don't know. I think people were willing to just say, you know what, if it gets her out of here, gets her out the door, we won't have any more headaches. We're, you know what, no one will bring any legal challenges. Well, um, yeah, Uh, she wasn't going quietly. Like I say, how in the world are we supposed to miss her if she won't go away? She's kind of like the uh, proverbial bad penny that uh, just keeps turning up. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. When you can't stop... There's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your... (coughs) So you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. (sighs) Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. Target Enterprise Incorporated has openings for lead product owners in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Draft key business objectives and strategies for products and work across multiple product and engineering teams to help problem solve, identify use cases, and analyze, validate prototypes and solutions. Lead, manage, and collaborate with cross-functional teams, business partners, and stakeholder management for products. Position includes a telecommute benefit within commuting distance to a Minneapolis area target office as directed. Mail resume to Target Enterprise Incorporated, attention Colby Weckerling, 7000 Target Parkway North, MSNCE 0224, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota 55445, reference number NM9199. What keeps me going back is the great service that I get. While I've been leasing cars from them for quite a few years, they always get me in, they get me out in a timely manner. Hello, this is Denise from West St. Paul. I've had routine service, mostly. The only time I ever have a different type of service is like if I get a nail in my tire. They got me in the same day. Then I was in and out of the dealership. They put me in a rental car, and I was on my way back to work on my lunch hour. I definitely would recommend Invergrove Hyundai. I mean, I don't want to get to know anyone else because of how they treat me. Top-notch service. Invergrove Hyundai service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. And here to take your call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And you can also check us out at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we do have the live stream up and running. Give us a like and a follow if you haven't done so as yet. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, You know, as I suspected, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but we only have two segments left. And so I, as I suspected, um, I was going to leave a lot on the table. But I kind of was covering some local stuff 
this this particular hour. So why don't we continue that theme, particularly with an uh, editorial put out by the Star Tribune this past week, uh, obviously by their editorial board, titled Time to Reinstate Assault Weapons Ban. It won't end mass shootings in America, but it's a start. So, yeah, anytime they happen to pass any kind of gun control, you know, and inevitably there's always a, a, another mass shooting that they're going to tout, well, you know, we, we, this is only the beginning, only the beginning. So, again, this is from this uh, editorial. Over the summer, President Joe Biden achieved a modest but importantly bipartisan accord on gun reforms. Now the fragile coalition of senators who helped forge that agreement faces a more serious challenge, reinstating the federal ban on assault weapons that expired in 2004. Democrats are right to renew their call for the ban. The now 18-year-long experiment with an increasingly heavily armed society has been an abysmal failure, awash in violence and bloodshed. Always with the hyperbole, this lot. In November alone, three University of Virginia football players were slain and two others wounded when a former player opened fire in a garage after a field trip. A shooter armed with an assault weapon and handgun started firing inside a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado, killing five people and wounding 18 others after a brave, unarmed patron with military training subdued him. See the implication here? You can almost see this. Look, well, what? You don't need a gun. There's there's a chance in an unarmed and but very trained uh, military man will be there, be on site. To beat the tar out of the gunman, but only after he kills only five people. All, all is good. I mean, the rationale here is just idiocy. Uh, days later, a supervisor at a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, gunned down six of his own employees in a break room. According to Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit research group, there have been 618 mass shootings so far in 2022. Now, what? Now, here's the thing. What 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 constitutes a mass shooting? Because when people think mass shooting, you think of the, you know, uh, 50 that were killed at Pulse nightclub in 2016 or, uh, you know, the uh, 20 some that were killed at the Uvalde, Texas elementary school, including a lot of young children. That's when people think when they think mass shooting. But that's not what it is. Typically, but they don't give the definition of it. So they let you interpret it as. Well, these shootings at where three Virginia football players were killed or five were killed in a gay nightclub or six were killed in a Walmart. And people say, oh, my God, there's been 600 plus of incidents just like that. So they they just kind of leave it hanging out there. And oh, by the way. The vast majority of these mass shootings, where, where do you think they occur? They typically occur in jurisdictions with some of the strictest gun control. Or they'll occur in areas, well, I'll get to that here. Are we just to meekly accept this level of carnage that in a shopping mall, a nightclub, a movie theater, a school, a church, so many lives can be shattered or lost? And no matter how heavily armed our society has become, the National Rifle Association's mythical good guy with a gun almost never prevents or stops a mass shooting. I actually wrote about this at bradcarlson.org this past week, and uh, our friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, actually has a link on his website at Shot in the Dark Info where it has multiple stories of good guys with guns very much being real. But you see, if the media poo-poos it or just doesn't talk about it, then such instance of that heroism doesn't really exist. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy then. Well, yeah, of course the good guy with a gun is a myth because you aren't covering it, so therefore it must not exist, right? If a good guy with a gun stops a mass shooting, but no one reports on it, does it really exist? Not in the mind of the media. But, you know, Mitch, ever the eagle eye, found the uh, periodicals that were willing to talk about it. Again, info. It's on his sidebar, good guys with a gun. You can check it out there. But like I said, significant chunks of places where shootings occur, I mean, you know, they just gave gave a laundry list of them. Shopping mall, nightclub, movie theater, 
school, church. What do all those things have in common other than being soft targets? Well, they're soft targets because the vast majority of those places are gun-free zones where they put up a sign, say, such and such an establishment bans guns on these premises. Take a wild guess as to who is most likely to ignore such a directive. Hint, it ain't the good guy with a gun because good guys with guns are law-abiding citizens. And so, therefore, if private property says, don't, you know, we ban guns on these premises, you know, law-abiding citizens will honor that. But you know what? Typically, private property, when they say, hey, don't carry a gun on these premises, it really doesn't have a lot of legal teeth. If they happen to find out that you're carrying a gun, they just ask you to leave. And if I go into a store or an establishment, retail store, what have you, and I may or may not be carrying a firearm that I may or may not own, and they were to find out about it and ask me to leave, I'd say, yeah, fine. You know, I'll I'll leave because one thing I know about a lot of these spree killings is the onus is on us for our self-defense. I'm not wild about that. You know, police officers are better equipped to handle such crisis situations than I am, and I prefer they be on site instantaneously if there was a threat. But you know what? That's just physically not possible. And if the response time happens to be delayed for whatever reason, there's no legal repercussions. I mean, the Supreme Court has ruled on several instances of where police were lax in their response to a crisis situation and lawsuits were filed against loved ones of those who were killed. And ultimately, the Supreme Court rules, look, you have no legal right to police protection. Well, then I guess the onus is on me if I want to go out in public. Now, again, the percentage chance that I would ever be in a, in, a, in an area where there's a spree killer just starting to bust shots off and kill people randomly, the odds of that happening are very, very low, infinitesimal. I get that. I understand it. But again, the chances are non-zero, and that's really all I need. So... Again, this has been a situation, and we've I've talked about it ad nauseum on this program. You know, progressives have been chortling that if if, if black, more black people become legal gun owners, then well, then the NRA loving Republicans, then they'll finally make the push for gun control. Heck, you had a you had a story. I forget who. Gosh, I wish I remember who the uh, site that published this. They had to change the headline because they accidentally told the truth. They said, you know, Reagan was a, you know, Ronald Reagan, he was a racist president. But you know what? The good thing about his racism is that he was willing to implement gun control to keep black people from getting guns. I mean, honest to God, the way they framed the headline, I wish I could remember who that was. It made it sound like, well, it's a good thing that Reagan was a racist because then, you know, it made him implement gun control because he wanted to keep gun away, guns away from black people. Well, it also kept guns away from anybody who might. You know, other people, you know, particularly those who might be tempted or set off to carry off a spree killing. Yeah, I wish I could remember what that was. And it was the pushback was so severe that they ended up changing the headline, you know, because they accidentally told the truth out loud and the truth from their perspective anyways, their truth. So uh, as it turns out, thanks to the summer of 2020, the summer of unrest, Black people are one of the fastest-growing definitions in first-time gun ownership. But take a wild guess as to the only political side that is making a strong push to inhibit said gun ownership. So, once again here, leftists are engaging in IMAX-level projection. And great timing by the, the Star Tribune because new DFL leadership has already indicated that one of their uh, first agenda items that they're going to address in the next legislative session is uh, gun control, gun violence. So the Star Tribune has a willing ally to put out this editorial to try to advance their chanting points. So 
Good timing, folks. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also uh, weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pulled me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot. 560 State Street. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This service member's greeting is brought to you by Snelling Heating. My name is Staff Sergeant Garvey. I'm stationed at Camp Humphreys, Korea. I'm with 8th Army. I'd like to give a shout-out to my sister Meg in Burnsville, Minnesota. Happy holidays! Snelling Heating is proud to salute our soldiers serving to keep us safe this holiday. At Snelling, they work 24-7 to keep you and your family safe and warm on our cold Minnesota nights. Be sure your family is safe this holiday by scheduling a 21-point furnace check today at SnellingCompany.com. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Stock market have you nervous with massive fluctuations? With the impact of inflation, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. But with Vantage Point, you won't have to guess. Text money to 813-813 to find out how you can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text money to 813-813 and find the consistency and confidence you've been looking for in your trading. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to get in or out of a trade. Text the word money to 813-813. We'll send you a link to our free live training. Protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Text money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting in, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash disclaimer and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology or pre-recorded voice event offers or info by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour, and if we have time, we can squeeze in a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. Uh, I did want to get to this. I could use a, probably two, three segments on this one, but uh, some of you may have heard a photo has surfaced from uh, 1957. Uh, it was at a Little Rock uh, high, Arkansas high school where they were integrating some black students, six black students. And there was this photo of a group of white students who were confronting these black students, including a couple of white students right up front, basically getting in the face of these young black students that are wanting to integrate and get into the school. Well, in the background of this photo is Jerry Jones who was then a month shy of 15 years old at this Little Rock, Arkansas high school. Jerry Jones, of course, the owner of NFL's Dallas Cowboys. And again, this was 1957, 65 years ago. And it was a bad time in our country. I mean, it was, pardon the pun, pretty black and white issue about 
where you stood on the race issue, you were either for integration or you were vehemently against it. And obviously this was a good decade before the Civil Rights Act passed. And even after the Civil Rights Act passed, there were still a lot of racial tensions taking place in this country. So uh, I bring this up because LeBron James, L.A. Lakers star, you know, he was asked about his former teammate, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving on social media about a month or so ago shared some anti-Semitic material and ended up being suspended by the NBA. And LeBron was asked about, you know, Kyrie's involvement in that. Because, again, Kyrie Irving, teammate of LeBron James for three years in Cleveland and a grown man. Uh, And uh, this is, well, I don't remember what cut number is. doesn't matter. I know, Spencer, you have it up. This is LeBron James when he was asked about this and then kind of pivoted to that uh, Jerry Jones photo. Go ahead with that one. Do we have that LeBron James clip? Do we not have it? Okay. So this is uh, cut number three, LeBron James. Do we not have it? Do we not have it? Okay, so anyways, I'll I'll just kind of give the Cliff Notes version. So at a press conference, LeBron James was wondering why the media, you know, they're spending so much time asking him about Kyrie Irving. And they're saying, hey, um, got a question for all you enterprising journalists here. Uh, Why haven't you asked me about that 1957 Little Rock photo? You know, I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't been asked about that. You know, here's Jerry Jones, very big name in professional sports, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, one of the premier franchises in the NFL, and you haven't asked me about that. And I thought that was kind of a weird tactic to take because, you know, I, I get it. LeBron likes to think that he's the foremost authority on on such matters but apparently it's only matters he wants to talk about. It's an apples to oranges comparison. Because when asked about Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is a member of LeBron's own sport, the National Basketball Association. He was a teammate, as I alluded to, to LeBron James for three years in Cleveland. And Kyrie Irving is a grown man, 30 years old. Whereas Jerry Jones was... In the middle of a crowd in a picture 65 years ago in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, again, I'm not excusing Jones' behavior, but at the same time, he was a 15 year old kid. Again, doesn't excuse the behavior. He is old enough to know better. And from what we understand, the football coach at Little Rock, Arkansas, that Little Rock, Arkansas high school, told the players, hey, don't get involved with this. These six black students that are integrating the school, you may have. Strong opinions about it either way. Don't get involved in this, particularly when they try to enter the school. Well, obviously, there were some football players that didn't heed that directive, including Jerry Jones, who was there. Now, it would be one thing if Jones was one of those white students in that photo that was getting in the face of these black students, but he wasn't. He was just kind of peering, seeing what was going on. Now, you can't tell what he's thinking from that photo. And even Jerry Jones himself, when asked about it, said, you know, I was just curious as to what was going on. He really hasn't given any clarifying statements on it either way. But the idea that you're going to compare a former teammate of yours, 30 years old, grown man, sharing anti-Semitic content on social media to a photo from 65 years ago when a 15-year-old kid was doing something questionable? I, I mean... You know, again, I know LeBron wants to weigh in on it, and that's fine. He's got a big platform. Just ask him. He'll tell you. But LeBron, and he says, you know, I I just want the same energy, you know, when questioning things that may have happened to my people, black people. And that's a fair assessment. But do you have any idea what the Jewish people have been going through for centuries in this country, in this world? So, I mean, I, I think it's fair to, you know, bring up the the Kyrie Irving situation to him, as obviously a lot of reporters have done. Look, bottom line is I'd like to hear Jerry Jones' perspective on what he was thinking at that point in time 65 years ago and what the defining moment was in his life that caused him to realize what an awful period that was in American history. 
And I am certainly no Jerry Jones apologist. Don't much care about the guy. But I'm confident in saying that whatever racist views he may have had in his youth, I don't think it's reflective of who he is today. Now, some people say, well, look, he's never hired a black head coach. And he doesn't have a lot of black people serving on his staff uh, in the front office. Primarily, it's his sons who are a lot of the big decision makers, along with Jerry Jones himself. It's kind of a family business that's run in the front office. And the thing I will say is he's going with people with whom he's familiar. You know, he's familiar with these people. But, again, this kind of becomes a vicious cycle. Well, if you don't give an opportunity to an African-American to be a head coach, okay, well, then you're not going to be familiar with how good a coach could be. And so, therefore, you're going to continue to go with people you know, and because predominantly the coaches that have served in the NFL have been white head coaches, well, yeah, you're obviously going to be more familiar with them because there have been more of them, a lot more of them. A vast majority of them have been white head coaches. Okay, but the idea you're going to use that, the fact he hasn't hired a black head coach as to say what we saw 65 years ago, he's just continued to bring into the future, and that's how he runs his operation you know, kind of a racist worldview, uh, I think that's a pretty giant leap. And again, I think it's important for him to offer a clarifying situation because this was at the very height of racial tensions in our school when integration was starting to happen, and particularly in the South where it was particularly vicious when black students tried to integrate. So, yeah, I, I, I just like to hear his viewpoint, but I, I, but this, to me, I think, is kind of the essence of, of cancel culture. When you take someone when they were a teenager and try to say what they did as a teenager, however long ago, whether it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or in this case, 65 years ago, is reflective of who they are today, uh, I think is unfair. And I think he should be given the benefit of the doubt. Now, whether he'll directly answer the, these questions or give a, or convey what he was thinking or if he even remembers what he's thinking, I guess the jury is still out on that. But, um, again, I I just don't think it's reflective of who he is today. You know, if it, if, if that is who he is today, come on, there, ha- there would probably be some part of it that, was, that would definitely show. I don't know, but that's just my two cents for what it's worth. But LeBron wanted to be the for- foremost authority on this, so... We'll see where it goes from here. Folks, as always, I've enjoyed it. Uh, Programming note, I am out next week. We'll be back in two weeks. Mitch will be filling in for me next week. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using SalonPOS reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use SalonPOS. It's good medicine. Many Twin Cities families can't afford the rising cost of food, gas, and groceries. But you can help by donating to the Salvation Army this holiday season. Give now at SalvationArmyNorth.org. Together, we can love beyond. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Hey, everybody. It's Charlie Kirk here. There's a war for our country's soul that is waging right now. And we here at TPUSA Faith are ready to equip and encourage Christians around this nation to stand for biblical truth 
and to turn the tide of our nation. As we approach the end of 2022, I wanted to let you know about an opportunity. A generous friend has stepped up to offer $75,000 match. That means your year-end gift to TPUSA Faith will be doubled dollar for dollar. Meeting this match in full will enable TPUSA Faith to finish this year on strong financial footing, ready to advance the biblical values of faith and freedom in 2023. Would you help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation to TPUSA Faith? When you do, your gift will help generations of Americans to defend their freedoms and shine the light of Christ into our increasingly dark nation. Thank you, friends, for your partnership and standing firm for the soul of our great nation. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot is double. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.